Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Special Prosecutor Larry Clayman. I'm the only lawyer ever to obtain a court ruling that a president of the United States committed a crime. For truth, for competition. As a young lawyer, I helped break up AT&T. That's why you have all your cell phones today. For sovereignty, for the republic. I'm the guy who, at Judicial Watch, which I founded, uncovered the Chinagate scandal. Millions of dollars going to the Clinton campaign, corrupting our political system. For the privacy of citizens. And I'm the only guy to have enjoined the National Security Agency from mass surveillance on hundreds of millions of Americans. Tearing it up. I'm the son of meatpackers in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I know how to slice and dice. Bringing it back. We're going to take this country apart and put it back together again in the way envisioned by our founding fathers. It's not just talk. We're not just regurgitating news stories. Larry Clayman, special prosecutor, is making the news. And now, here's Larry. Welcome to this week's edition of Special Prosecutor with Larry Clayman. The world at war. If you haven't seen what's going on or listened to what's going on, in my opinion, we're already in World War III. Joining me on this show as my special guest is Jason Goodman, the CEO of Crowdsource the Truth, a very articulate, bright person. We're probably not going to agree on everything throughout this show, but I want to give people a chance to get different opinions. And we also have Ivan Belostanko, who is coming to us from Eastern Europe. Uh, He is a Jew. Uh, He understands the history of what went on with the Holocaust. And I want to start with that. And I want to back up a little bit. World War II, at least in terms of the Pacific, was provoked by Franklin Roosevelt and the so-called allies when they cut Japan's oil supply off. Now, they certainly had a right to do something, and they should have done something. Japan was invading nearly all of the Pacific. In fact, even to this day, most countries in Asia hate the Japanese. They remember what happened in World War II. But when we cut them up for oil, we then caused them in their own mind, okay, in their own imperialistic mind, to attack World Har- Pearl Harbor. And that got us into World War II. Now, as a matter of fact, leading up to that point in time, it's a very similar situation to today. The American people essentially isolationist, did not want to become involved in World War II. They were dragged into that. Many people think that Roosevelt allowed for Pearl Harbor to happen to create the pretext to enter into the war. Today, many Americans, not people 
that are primarily my supporters at Freedom Watch, America's Sheriff, Conservatives, Libertarians, People of Faith, they're not isolationists in this context of what's going on in Ukraine today. But that is the prevailing mood. And the United States, which is now being led by a bunch of radical leftists and a brain-dead so-called president, stupid brain-dead president, and a cackling witch of a vice president who told us this week as if she was talking to three-year-olds, Ukraine is a small country. It is next to a big country. The big country, Russia, wants to take over Ukraine. I mean, how? It's more than insulting. But these are the people that are in control. They have no guts, in my opinion. They're cowards. They, because of the political nature of what it may cost the United States to actually do the job that needs to be done, which is to eliminate Putin and to get in there and do what needs to be done before this gets into a conflagration all over Europe, spreading elsewhere, they come up with sanctions. Now, first we're told, oh, these sanctions are work. These are going to be draconian. Nothing will, like this will ever be seen before. Now, the fact is, is that these sanctions are provocative. First of all, they're not going to work. Sanctions have never worked. They've only worked one time in history, and that was with South Africa, when the entire world cut South Africa off over apartheid. And of course, you see what we got after apartheid. It wasn't much better. We got the African National Congress and communists to take over South Africa, rampant crime, exactly what we're seeing here today. We have become like South Africa in many ways. And the leaders in South Africa were not ready for prime time and nearly destroyed the country. But this is a fact that sanctions have never worked. Now, the Russians are saying, particularly through generals and even Putin, you cut us off from the rest of the world and we have nothing to lose with nuclear war. And in fact, there is a real recognition that this could happen. Now, let's go back. Let's say you're a Jew. Let's say you're a gypsy. Let's say you're others who were subject to Nazi persecution and annihilation and extermination in Europe. The United States knew what was going on in the concentration camps. Go to the Holocaust Museum, it admits it. Roosevelt knew, the American government knew, the rest of the world knew. They didn't want to waste bombs, quote unquote, on the Jews or anybody else. And of course, we know what happened. Now, in my view, the Jews or the Ukrainians are the Jews of the modern day era. They've tasted liberty. They've tasted freedom. Ironically, they have a Jewish president, Vladimir Zelensky, who most people think and wish that we had a president like that with courage, who's smart. We'll probably never see a Jewish president in this country. And I really don't care because people should be elected on the basis of their qualifications, not on their religion or race or sex or, or whatever. But that's a reality. This country has come a long way. Now, I know that Jason's going to disagree with me on this, but I feel firmly about it. We are sitting there watching another Holocaust unfold. And the Western powers are sitting around with their hands on their dicks, doing nothing and watching it happen, but pretending that they're doing something, pretending that this will work as people are being slaughtered. And mark my words, the takeover and the destruction of that large nuclear site in Ukraine was intended to release radiation. And it was intended to destroy Ukraine and go beyond the borders. Putin 
is the modern day Hitler. There's no doubt about it. He showed his hand. And in fact, this is going to cost Trump if he ever in the unlikely event. We're going to talk about that runs for the presidency, all the compliments that he paid to Putin. It's very costly. Now we know who the guy is. And the guy is the absolute devil. So on one side, you have the devil. On the other side, you have Biden and the radical left who have destroyed us domestically with taking total control over our lives with COVID-19, a dictatorship, quelling nearly all dissent with the Justice Department and the FBI being used as a Gestapo, dumping trillions of dollars into the economy to create a disincentive to work, to create rising huge inflation, which is now getting worse, as we know, because of Ukraine, and also destroying uh, law and order in this country by defunding the police, disparaging the police, and creating crime to destabilize the country so the left can take total control, not policing our borders so drug traffickers, human traffickers, and terrorists can run across our borders and then also then become Democrat voters, if you can believe that. (laughs) Then, of course, destroy Judeo-Christian values, erase any distinction between man and woman, teach critical race theory that white people are racist from birth, tell people, kids, that if they're not sure what sex they are, push them in favor of becoming a transsexual and you can get them a free operation under Obamacare and you don't have to tell your parents. There are actually laws to that effect. One of them is in Washington state and then destroying the military. And we can see how the military has been destroyed after Afghanistan. Biden gave Putin the green light. He says, if I'm not going to do it now, it'll never happen. You've got a brain dead, weak feeble moron as president of the Western world. This is why NATO is taking the lead now, because they're even embarrassed to get this guy out there. Instead, they bring in some uh, Scandinavian who sits there quaking in his boots. And then to top it all off, you have Anthony Blinken, the secretary of state. He looks like he's afraid of his shadow and he should know better because, you know, he's a leftist Jew from Yale. I guess at Yale, they haven't taught him the facts of life of what happens here with despots. And they're all very proud of what they're doing as the Ukrainian people are being bombed and savaged. And they are Christians and Jews. They're not Muslims. Okay. Muslims, by and large, have no concept of freedom, have no concept of democracy. Their concept essentially is hating Jews and Christians. That's their concept. But this is something that is our people. Our people are involved here. And whatever you may say about certain elements inside of Ukraine, and I know Jason's going to get into that. And he's probably going to tell you there are Nazis in Ukraine. There are Nazis everywhere. There are Nazis in this country. We have a Nazi party in this country. The fact is, these people want freedom and they're willing to die for it. And we, the American people, must be prepared to lay it on the line. You know, at the end of the movie, Dr. Strangelove, I don't know if you all have seen that, but you have Slim Pickens, who was a actor at that time, ride an atom bomb down. Uh, There was a war that was provoked quite by accident. And but they couldn't call this bomber back, the Americans. Okay, after the Russians stood down, they had a doomsday machine that triggered uh, reaction to what Russia was doing. And Slim Pickens rides that bomb down and he says with a Western accent, we got to kill the Ruskies now because we're going to have to do it sooner or later. I'm sorry. I don't want to kill the Russian people. Okay, they're good people. I do want to kill Putin and I do want to kill the people around him. 
And rather than pussyfooting around, as the old adage goes, when you get up on the dance floor, either you dance or you sit down. And right now, I believe that we need to go into Ukraine and take care of business and clean this rat's nest out and end it here. The Russians want to start it. We'll finish it. That's my position. And that's unfortunately the way world history has proved to be. Because when Roosevelt dicked around, you know, he allowed Hitler to build power, aligning with Mussolini, aligning with others. And then we had a real problem. And by the grace of God, uh, we won that war. And who was it that won the war more than the Americans did? It was the Russians. Okay, they are people who know how to fight. They don't fight terribly well today. They've got nuclear weapons. Putin put most of his money in nuclear weapons. They're more advanced than we are. But now we've got to excise the cancer before it grows. And it's pathetic when I see people like Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram say, let those people die. And when I see someone like Don Lemon, the sleazeball that he is on CNN, is saying exactly the same thing I'm saying. You know, thing, everything is turned upside down. I'll be back with Jason Goodman. He can say his piece. I'll say my piece. We disagree on this. We agree on many things, but we disagree on this. And I will hold my ground and he will hold his and you'll decide who prevails. We're also going to have Ivan Belostanko from Eastern Europe on, an activist, to tell us what's happening on over there. Stay tuned. Special Prosecutor, Larry Clayman. If you'd like to support Freedom Watch and this radio show, go to freedomwatchusa.org. We're back with Jason Goodman. Jason, say your piece, and I'm going to go come after you, okay? Sure. Say your piece. Tell us what you think. Uh, I disagree, but we believe in freedom of speech. Go ahead. Absolutely. And Larry, as you know, I've become sort of involuntarily thrust into this adversarial process. So let's engage in it for a moment. Let me set aside the claim. Claims have been made. Putin has said he's launched a special military operation in Ukraine to demilitarize and denazify these regions in the Donbass, where he claims there are terror cells that are attacking ethnically Russian, Russian-speaking people who since 2014 have been protesting the government's desire to eliminate Russian as an official language and to do various things that these ethnically Russian people don't want. And so they voted to leave Ukraine and join Russia and this is the claim. The claim is this is the purpose of this military operation in Ukraine. Now, the thing that I find curious, I don't want to talk about the claims of Nazis because you don't agree with that. So let's just set that aside. Forget about that. In addition to these claims of terror I, did, I cells, do believe there are Nazis. Let me just finish. Let me just finish. Yeah, they're Nazis. Addition, they're Nazis there everywhere. Are. So let's forget that part of the argument. But in addition to these terror cells, Putin has also said, that the United States and NATO have repeatedly lied 
and broken their commitments to various treaties where Russia has agreed to nuclear de-escalations in exchange for the promise that NATO would not expand eastward. And NATO has consistently lied. 13 countries have been added to NATO since that promise was made. And Putin cites this lie as one of the reasons why they cannot wait any longer. Putin also said that these air quotes defensive missile batteries that the United States and NATO have installed in some of these new NATO countries are, in fact, offensive capable missile batteries and that there is no need for hypersonic weapons because these conventional nuclear weapons are so close to Russia that they represent an imminent threat. And he's been saying for years, get these military weapons off our doorstep or we're going to have to take All right, action. Well, let me just stress this then, and then you can take it further. Number one, he has not de-escalated. He has, I didn't get a chance to finish. Has, Let me just finish, and then you can respond. My point is, these are his claims. We can debate if the basis of those claims have validity or do not, but those are his claims. And the problem that I have, Larry, is that I have not seen Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Anthony Blinken or anyone get on the television and say, Putin claims that NATO has done this, but we have not. And here is the subtle detail that he's oh. missing. We haven't heard that. They just said, there's no reason. Excuse me, we have ten, two minutes to go. So All right. Respond, there you go. Right. That's number, my piece. Number one, Putin has not de-escalated. Putin has spent the money uh, for his military on sophisticated nuclear weapons. Number two, you've just in fact conceded that he views the other countries as threats, that he will then go further beyond Ukraine to eliminate the threat that he sees. I didn't say he would. The other Baltic, let me finish. In the other Baltic republics, they're close to Russia and that he will do this. Now, the fact that Biden and Harris haven't said anything, first of all, they're morons. OK, they don't say anything. Biden's incapable of saying anything. He's brain dead. He's he's got one foot in the grave already. He's not in my view, he's not going to make it another year before he either passes out or they give him something to make sure he's, he, he sleeps forever because he's taken the Democrat Party down with him. But whether that's true or not, we learn from history. We spent a lot of decades having these people subjugated to communism. Ronald Reagan broke the back of communism. So did Paul, Pope John Paul II, and Ivan can talk about that. So did Margaret Thatcher. The fact that these countries now wanted to become part of the Western world was not only for their benefit, for our benefit, because we needed to make a transition to try to make it a better world. Now, we haven't made it a better world. I agree. We haven't. But we tried. Nevertheless, you've conceded that Putin, I believe, wants to take over. No, I have not. All of Eastern Europe. All right, well, let's, we'll be, We'll talk about it at the end of the break, and we'll get on, uh, Ivan's view on that. But you've now given a justification for, for Putin to take over. No, 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 no. All of Eastern Europe. No, no, no. Do not twist what I said. I said he's we'll made be right a plan. Back. We'll be right back answered. with Ivan, and you can finish it up on the other end of the break.
And now, four words that make corrupt politicians make wee-wee in their little pants. Transparency and the rule of law will be the touchstones of this president. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Special Prosecutor Larry Klayman. I'm back with Ivan Belostanko, a friend, Eastern European, an independent journalist from Poland, like me. Uh, he's a Ukrainian Jew. I don't know if you're a Ukrainian Jew, uh, Jason, or not. I don't know either. <laughs> maybe, you're, maybe you're just a Jew. I don't know. <laughs> New York Jew. Okay. But, but Ivan, I want to get your take on what's going on over there right now, because uh, you've been fighting these people for years, you know, in, in journalistic settings. You've been trying to protect the Christian population over there. We've talked about that before. You've been on the show before, and you're over there now. And, uh, you know, you like me, you have half a, a Ukrainian heritage here. At least I'm half anyway. So tell us what your take is and what's going on. Um, thank you. Thank you very much, Larry, for having me on. Um, I'm not in Ukraine at the moment. I'm in, in Poland, uh, which is where uh, I've been living for some time now. I am Ukrainian. Um, I was born in Ukraine, in Odessa. Um, what what is going on in Ukraine? Um, I think it's it's pretty it's a pretty uh, dry case uh, really for us Ukrainians and for people who speak the language. Uh, unfortunately, I've noticed that for people who don't know the language and they don't see all the content, uh, it appears a bit confusing. Um, there is a lot, like really a lot of disinformation going on. So I can understand why people are confused and don't really know. Uh, which side is is right or trying to say that both sides are wrong or both sides have a bit of uh, um, argument. Um, but for me, as a, as a Ukrainian, like I said, that sees all the content and all the information, uh, it's a pretty clear, uh, uh, clear case for me. Um, Russia has invaded Ukraine uh, with intention to cause panic, uh, to cause a lot of people to flee and to overwhelm the army and the government uh, and to cause uh, some of the government to sign a capitulation uh, agreement with Russia on their terms uh, and to install a puppet uh, government in Ukraine. And this was the plan. This did not work. Um, we are now in day nine of fighting. Um, and um, I mean, that's like the, the overview. Uh, of things like I said, th there's a lot of uh, disinformation. Maybe you want to tell me what you want to know specifically. Well, and you know, and I'll let Jason uh, step in for at least a, a minute or two here to give you his yep. take. And I disagree with Jason's my friend, and uh, he's very bright, and we, you know, uh, we've known each other for a long time, but we vehemently disagree on this. Uh, and but I'm going to let him tell you what he thinks briefly, and I want to get you to respond. To him, if you can do it in about a minute, minute and a half, Jason, just, just sure. lay it out. Yeah, I, I mean, it's certainly not a matter of what I think. It's just the questions that I pose. And, you know, Putin has said that there are Nazi ideology aligned terror cells in the Donbass region that are that have been terrorizing ethnically Russian, Russian speaking Ukrainians since 2014 there was that incident, you know, where the uh, government building was burned and over 100 people killed. And that led to the overthrow of the government that was largely fomented, as I'm told, 
from Yushchenko eliminating this holiday for Banderas or eliminating the national recognition of Banderas as a hero. And Putin's claim is that he is attempting to prevent NATO from encroaching on Russia in what he sees as a NATO and U.S. attempt to eventually overthrow Russia in the way that they did Hussein and Gaddafi. And he is saying that he's doing this to defend Russians and the Russian nation. And this hasn't been answered by the United States. They just say he's invading to create terror. The question is, if that's his motive, why wait until now? Why didn't he do that in any of the 20 years he's been in charge of Russia? Uh, let me make a let me let me make one quick answer to that. And then Ivan can take it away. Two words. Joe Biden, a weak, brain dead moron. If you're not going to do it now with a president like that, you'll never be able to do it again. And as I said, I don't know if you heard the first part, Ivan. They don't even let Biden speak anymore. Some Scandinavian guy of NATO who sits there shaking. He's so scared <laughs> as to what's going on. And Anthony Blinken, uh, a member of the Jewish left, the Marxian Jewish left from Yale University, looks like he's about ready to pass out our secretary of state. So, yeah, Putin sees the opportunity now. And so does China. So does Iran. And so does the rest. But take it away, uh, Ivan, if you can address what Jason was saying. Yeah. And thanks for your thoughts, Jason. Um, it's uh, the typical narrative that is out there. Um, and I've heard it before. Um, first of all, these Nazi cells, um, that the narrative that there are Nazis in Ukraine uh, and that they are firing on civilians. Um, it's we won't have enough time to go into like details. A lot of this, the um, the proof is also in, you know, in foreign language in Russian or in Ukrainian. Uh, but many of these Nazi cells are actually sponsored by Kremlin uh, to create these uh, type of false flags uh, attacks on the population to then justify, uh, you know, getting troops in into Ukraine. And um, so sorry if I'm not going really deep into each and one of those. It's, you know, we'll have to have like a full show on it. So I want to cover some of the other points as well. And um, so that's one thing. And these Nazi cells, by the way, they're actually... There are other things they do. They, for example, uh, saw um, uh, conflicts between Ukrainians. So it's like the typical divide and conquer strategy. And they flame the conflict between Ukrainians and Polish people. And so it's, it's a typical, like we can see the, the pattern of, you know, divide and conquer in, in that strategy and approach of these groups. And um, most of Ukrainians, by, by far, most of Ukrainians, they don't associate with Nazi ideology or fascist ideology. They're just people like normal people who just want to live in, in a free country and work and, you know, work for a living and, and just be free. That's that's how most of Ukrainians are. Um, and I think you can you can probably relate to that because most Americans are not Antifa or most Americans are not. I agree um, completely. You know, Black Lives Matter. So yeah, I agree. Com I agree completely. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one thing. Uh, now, with regards to the the, narr the narrative of NATO of, of NATO uh, pushing on Putin and trying to uh, instigate uh, you know false flags and, and cause um, you know to encroach on on Russia. Uh, I mean, I I agree that um, CIA run operations and um, you know other globalists from the West do all those things, and this is you know people who who have. Uh, gone to this uh, topic, uh, I'm probably fully aware of it. Uh, but 
the, these groups exist and, and these uh, things exist. Uh, but to say that all of Ukraine uh, is looking to to cause this this kind of fighting, you know, this kind of false flags, um, that's not the case. There are groups mm. like that, of course, in the West CIA and, like I said, and all the other ones. Um, but looking at the at the content of the strikes and looking at the situation of civilian casualties and and damage to civilian buildings, um, I, I keep on asking myself a question: Who are the people who are firing on civilians in Ukraine, because you don't even need to know the language. You can see those uh, photos. And of course, there's been some some fake photos from, you know, like from years before. But now the overwhelming amount of content from, you know, damaged civilian buildings and fires and explosions uh, for me and for anybody who really want to, you know, honestly look at the, at the situation, it's definitely not a, a one off fake photo or fake video. So that's a definitely a bombardment of civilian um, targets. So who, who is doing, and this is a question to you, Jason, who do you think is doing these um, these attacks on civilians in, in Ukraine? Is well, it NATO or? Let me, let me just uh, let me address that. I'm glad you're asking that. So first of all, to correct the presumption of what I asked, I didn't say NATO is creating false flags. I said that Putin has made the claim that for the past you know 14 years or whatever the number is, he has been expecting the United States and NATO to honor their agreement and not expand NATO. And I'm not saying anything about false flags with regard to NATO. I'm just saying if we make an agreement that you're not going to expand and then you expand, you've broken the agreement. And there's obviously a reason why the agreement is made on the basis of not expanding, because that's something that the opposite side well, doesn't okay, want. So let me tell you about an agreement, OK? When Ukraine broke away from the Soviet Union, along with the other Baltic republics, we told Ukraine to give back their atomic weapons. They had atomic weapons as part of the Soviet Union. And in exchange, we said, with or without NATO, we will defend you. Do this. Okay, we've now sold them out like we've sold many countries out. Well, let's just not change the topic. I'm not changing the topic. I'm not changing the topic. What I'm saying is, you know, agreement or not, okay, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and come up with some tautological method, for lack of a better, to justify what Putin has done. There's no justification in slaughtering innocent civilians. There's no justification in bombing nuclear plants. Okay, this is the second part of Ivan's question. He asked me who did that. Well, I wasn't allowed to finish. He asked me a question. Let me finish. Because irrespective of all that, Larry, if an agreement is made and an agreement is broken, the side that is feeling slighted has a grievance. And it's not like the United States has come back and addressed this grievance with sensible responses. They're saying there's no reason. Putin is saying there is a reason. You're not addressing the reason. Well, we have a fundamental difference of opinion. I think the Soviet Union... Now, Russia should be surrounded. I think they should. Let be. me let me just answer the guy's question. He asked me who is bombing these civilian buildings. Well, I don't know. But if you show me evidence of a building being bombed, that doesn't tell me who did it. It's evidence that it was bombed and destroyed. I don't deny that there are civilians who are caught in the middle of this war. And it's a tragedy and it's horrible and it must stop. But to just say that it's totally this guy's fault and we need to blame him and we're not going to address the grievance or discuss well, these factual occurrences. I said nothing about Jason, why NATO. Don't we sit around, why don't we sit around? I said that NATO broke its promise and expanded yeah, when it well, said well, it Right now, what I'm saying is we're too far down the line. Why don't we sit around trying to figure this out? Why don't we have a, a, a session like, you know, they do in New York City with socialites. I remember at a 
a, a Woody Allen clip. Nobody survives World War Three, Larry. Well, we're not going to get to World War Three if we bite the bullet now. We will get to World War Three if we sit there messing around. Excuse me. I used a, a word with a D on it before. Shall I say masturbating? Maybe that'll get through the censors. Okay, that's what Biden and everybody's doing. They're masturbating right now. You, if there's a cancer, you cut it out. You cut it out sooner rather than later. And even Don Lemon on CNN, who I never agree with on anything, is the worst person on cable news. Even he's saying that. So that's Doesn't not a justification. And by the way, to, to, to lend a little humor to this dark story, you know, it was, uh, and you know, I love Woody Allen, but uh, he said the, the Russian Revolution began when the Russian people figured out they were defrauded, that the word czar was spelled two different ways. I'm trying to figure out, Ivan, how do you pronounce Kiev uh, in Ukrainian? Kiev. Kiev, right. Why are all these people saying Kiev? Okay, I mean, it gets on my nerves. It shows you how little we know about the situation, these people that are on TV and elsewhere. Kiev, it's not Kiev, okay? By the way, my grandfather came from Odessa, and my grandmother came from near Kiev. So anyway, that's it. I mean, and this is a problem that we have in this country, is that people and, don't understand. They're asleep at the switch. It's what my book is about. It takes a counter-revolution. Wake up, America. You got people there who are, who are uh, retired or counting their money, thinking everything's going to go away. You got kids and middle-aged people that are on drugs, that are on alcohol, uh, they're godless. They could care less what's going on right now. But you know what? It's going to come back and bite them in the rear end. Anyway, I'll leave it to you and Ivan to duke it out for the last, last minute. You got a minute. OK, uh, Jason, if we if we can't find out who, who blasts civilian targets in Ukraine, that's that's pretty bad for us. Uh, I mean, Ukrainians uh, provided clear evidence that this is Russian military. And the commander in chief, the destroyed building. I'm sorry to interrupt, but how is the destroyed building evidence of who destroyed it? Uh, No, not the destroyed building is the evidence. You can track the direction, you know, where the the missiles and artillery. I'd like to see that evidence. I have not seen that evidence. Why don't we wait around and watch the whole world go up in flames, Jason? Why Why don't we we jump to a conclusion and start a nuclear war, and then the whole world will go up in flames? Putin is saying, "I'll tell you, I'll I'll give you another another uh, sort of evidence." Putin is saying he's not doing it, and this is NATO or provocation by Nazis in Ukraine. Um, and we say that he's like, we're going to have to, we'll bring you guys back for the first few minutes of the verdict section. Okay. Uh, We'll we'll be right back with special prosecutor with Larry Klayman. Before he was a trial lawyer, he sliced him and diced him. People used to ask me, Larry, what caused you to start Judicial Watch and now Freedom Watch, given the powerful forces in this country that put you at risk? In a meat packing plant. I'm the son of meat packers in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I know how to slice and dice. A very special prosecutor, Larry Clayman. If you'd like to support Freedom Watch and this radio show, go to freedomwatchusa.org. We're back with the verdict, ladies and gentlemen. As far as I'm concerned, and we have our two guests... Jason Goodman and Ivan Belastanko, and we're really mixing it up. I think it's really a good discussion. I feel well, the fight is on many fronts, Larry. So you don't necessarily have to be there fighting people. There are many ways to fight. That's right. But you're you're from there, okay? And you know what's going on on the ground. But take a couple of minutes with Jason, finish this discussion, and then I want to promote my book because 
You see, my book, It Takes a Counter Revolution is important because I'm coming up with concrete ways that we can try, try to wage a peaceful and legal revolution. And as you may know, Ivan, and you're invited to the next session as well, Jason and I did a Third Continental Congress last July. I believe this country needs new leaders. I believe we need to declare independence again, because I believe what's going on is the result. Uh, and in this respect, maybe we can agree generally with Jason, is the result of dishonest and ineffective American leadership that does not tell the truth to the American people, that has lied, that has taken bribes, communist China and from a former government of the Ukraine wandered through his son, Hunter. And we are going to be trying him in a citizen's court in April, April 20 to 22nd, as well as Fauci for collaborating with the communist Chinese over COVID-19, giving them the seeds of that, and then lying under oath to Congress about that. And of course, federal judges who are violating their oath of office and throwing people in prison over January 6th, peaceful protesters, some of them are clients, without even due process, not even a trial, doing the bidding of the establishment to put them on the federal bench with campaign contributions and other forms of bribes. So these are the kinds of things I talk about in my book. I want people to read it, but I want you guys to take it away. And you can get that book at freedomwatchusa.org, amazon.com, booksamillion.com, all major booksellers. I make little if nothing on the book, but I want people to read it uh, because it is much different than the book written by Mark Levin. You know, he's able to promote that because he's got a, a national radio show, sold over 2 million copies. But Mark just tells us what we already know, that there's American Marxism. We have to do much more than just protest and boycott. It's time that we are much more assertive. And in my view, we need to form a new government, not a new nation with leaders like George Washington, like Thomas Jefferson, like John Adams, like Teddy Roosevelt, like Abraham Lincoln, like Ronald Reagan. The people that we have running this country are pygmies in compared to that. I don't mean that in a racial sense, but in a small sense. <laughs> and, uh, and, and now we've got somebody extremely dangerous who's president of the United States, someone who doesn't even know where he is where they obviously have to shoot him up with steroids or some kind of stimulant to get him to stand up for you know, half an hour and then bumbles around and doesn't know what he's saying. And just a few weeks ago, told the Russians it was okay to take a part of Ukraine. Go ahead and take that. Well, that was the green light. Okay. That, that gave Putin the green light to go ahead. And now stupid sanctions, which aren't going to work. We didn't get a chance to talk about it, Jason, because we are going to create an alternative method of doing business for China and for Russia. And they'll get around it like you get around all sanctions. And that's where we are. But you guys take it away for the last uh, three minutes. Well, Ivan? There you yeah. Go. Um, I just give you guys uh, one one minute summary of what I think. I think Putin has proved in his um, career as a politician that he's a liar, uh, that he's a murderer. Um, and the evidence that I see from uh, even the recordings of some of the captured, captured soldiers, uh, there's many hundreds of them I've seen dozens of these recordings, uh, these are Russian troops. They all say the same, they have been uh, duped into going. Uh, some of them have been forced uh, by a threat of being uh, either killed or being put in prison. Uh, so many of these, uh, literally kids, they don't even know how to shoot a rifle. Uh, a lot of these people who went in are actually professional soldiers, but many of them have just been duped. So he lied to them. He's lying about bombardment of civilian um, targets. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that all these uh, civilian buildings have been bombarded by uh, Russian army. 
Uh, I get my information from pastors who are running all over all, all over Ukraine trying to rescue women and, and children, injured people. And that's where I get my information from, from firsthand uh, knowledge of people who are uh, there. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, ahead, we just we need more evidence on these things. Those videos I've seen look like the Russian soldiers are being coerced into saying those things. And I just want to warn people to be always skeptical, particularly of media, images, videos, well, I got things that you've heard. I'll get the final word, Jason. We don't have time to be skeptical now. OK, oh boy. you got to make a decision where we stand here. I'm not going to sit around like our government. I'll be back next week with another edition of Special Prosecutor. Remember, the father and son will only help us if we help ourselves. Thank you for listening to us. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.